Hello everyone, welcome back to Through the Eyes of a Therapist podcast. I'm Crystal Martinez Acosta, joined by Elisa D, licensed clinical social worker. Hello, I'm back. Yay! And in the same room. Yes, we're actually in the same room. We're not doing anything over the internet today or over Zoom. Well, we were using something called Riverside FM, if you're interested ever in doing a digital recording studio. But, um... We wanted to just do an in-person kind of recording because the dynamic is a little bit better, sounds better, and um, it's easier to kind of pick up on each other's social cues, I think. Right. Yeah. But today we're going to talk about the season, the third season of Love is Blind (laughs) because we were mentioning it briefly in the previous episode and... I just finished watching it. Elisa watched it when it first came out. Yes, I watched it. I binge watched it, basically. Or as quickly as oh. I could watch it is basically how I watched it. I think they were releasing them a few episodes at a time. Mm-hmm. And I was I was watching them at that pace. So with that said, Love is Blind, the third season, can be found on Netflix. If you do not or have not seen it or don't want to see it, Uh, Just be reminded that this episode of Through the Eyes of a Therapist right now, as you're listening to it, will be full of spoilers. So exit this podcast now (laughs) if you don't want spoilers about the show. Because we're going to go in depth and talk a lot about the final couples who got engaged to each other from the pods, who hadn't seen each other and got engaged, sight unseen, and all of that. And we're going to talk about probably the reunion episode a little bit and the couples that we thought were problematic um either as individuals or as couples (laughs) um yeah we should probably mention that we are not um you know diagnosing or treating any of the participants and this is really just a personal opinion based on what I saw right and we all know that Media is manipulated and edited to make things look a certain way. For sure. And so we're really, we can only go off of that though, because we were not there for other things. And this is a very small snapshot, I'm sure, of a person's personality. Um, Because, you know, we know people are more complex than that and things are not black and white. Absolutely. We're not diagnosing, treating, or... Uh, conceptualizing the whole person uh, based on snippets from a show because that would be unethical and it is not within our scope of practice to do that. So this is for entertainment purposes only and it is watching the show through the eyes of a therapist as part of our therapist identity. It's interesting to watch shows like this because we can't really turn off that part of our brain at the same time but for entertainment purposes or the entertainment value it provides for us as people um, is still there, right? Like we're watching it as people, but it's kind of hard to not see some of the pathologies or some of the toxicity or some of the relational patterns that are happening in the show or between subjects (laughs) 
so to speak. So those are the kinds of things that we want to give people some insight on. Um, however, it is not a full professional diagnosis or anything like that. And of course, whenever you're listening to a podcast, at least one of my podcasts or us talking as therapists, um, like Elisa said, it's never something that you should take seriously um, or never substitute it for medical or professional advice of your own. So with that said, all the yes. disclaimers out of the way um, and spoiler alerts out of the way, let's get into it. And we want to talk about, is love really blind? Yeah, and that's kind of what we were talking about a little bit in your last episode. We went into that a tiny bit. So I've been thinking about that. Obviously, we know that love at first sight does exist, right? There are a lot of people who say... Does it? Well, <laughs> well, I think some people, to some people it definitely does, maybe not to everyone. Mm-hmm. But I've heard so many people say it was love at first sight, right? I don't, I don't know, but at least their perception is that they experience this. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever experienced that. And I don't know if you've ever experienced love at first sight. No, I don't think so. Maybe like attraction, like physical attraction, but not yeah. like love at first sight. Like, oh my God, I'm so in love with this person. So I think that um, when you meet someone, you're, you are going to start taking in everything about them, right? Like their mannerisms, their way of speaking, mm-hmm. um, their, their sense of humor as you get to know them, right? Mm-hmm. And I think all of that is so important that it's difficult to just in one meeting be like, this is a person. Mm-hmm. But again, I've heard people say that. So I'm only going off of what I think, especially in this um, in this show, because initially when they meet, they're in pods, right? So do you think from just hearing a person speak, and I am assuming there's a speaker? I don't know how it works. But I don't know how they hear each other speak. Oh, right. Yeah. Like, how is it amplified in the other room? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or Maybe. is it, are they... Are these rooms made so that just sound can just travel through whatever wall? I don't know. Yeah, like acoustically. I get it. So. That's interesting too. Yeah, it is because. If it sounds like through a headphone or like a speaker, it has that like almost like stereofied. That's not a word, but like that crunchy sound versus like, oh, it's a natural sound. Yeah, like an in-person kind of, you Mm -hmm. know voice and so these are all you know if I think back to how I grew up I would always first notice how people speak Mm -hmm. and for me it's just because speaking and language was such a huge part of my life that for me how a person spoke was very important Mm -hmm. and sometimes very immediately off-putting or sometimes immediately like wow like I want to speak like that yeah you know I'm laughing because (laughs) I really, I mean, it wasn't as important, but I totally understand what you mean when you meet someone and you can think in your own life of like, man, I met that one person and the way they spoke to me, either like their tone or Mm -hmm. like the abrasiveness of the way they enunciate or pronounce words is just like off-putting and it's like, oh, what the fuck? Like, get away from me. Or or their rhythm of speech, Mm -hmm. right? And so there's so many tiny little nuances just to speech, right? We're not even... The rest of the body or the person's personality mm-hmm. and that's just speech yeah but so if i'm imagining myself i only have a voice to go off of the way that person speaks would have been super important to me personally mm-hmm. right so that's the one aspect that's really important on love is blind 
when they meet each other in the pods or quote unquote meet each other in the pods, they meet each other's voices. So they're hearing how they sound, how they speak, how they can articulate in the moment. If somebody's nervous and maybe they're not able to say what they mean at the moment or they're not able to fully, you know, articulate sentences or say um, how they feel or express emotion or different things like that, I think is also going to impact the relationship, which I think... I guess could be a good thing, right? Like, how do you make an emotional connection? And that that's what they keep saying in the show, right? Like, I really just want to create an emotional connection with somebody. Like, I keep falling for the wrong people because I always go off of looks. And if mm-hmm. I'm, I'm such a bad judge of character, quote unquote, because I keep falling in love with somebody's body or their whatever, their physical appearance. Um, yeah, they keep saying that. Right. They keep saying that, but then, you know, when they're out, they it does play a role. It does play a role because several of them say things about that. But I guess we'll leave that for a little bit later when they meet each other. But uh, but I think that in people's minds, conceptually, they want to be like, oh, I'm only going off of personality. Mm-hmm. Right. But then reality hits and they're like, wait a second, this is not who I or what I thought this person looked like in my head. Because mm-hmm. they still drop a picture of this person in their heads based on just talking to them. Yeah, and I think that's totally natural and part of like the human brain. Is that we're constantly trying to categorize right. and put things in boxes and categories and line them up. And it's just part of the way that we function. Um, and so... Yeah, we we can also, I think, become attracted to people's, like, voices and become attracted to, like, intellect. I'm attracted to intellect, but at the same time, I'm also attracted to people who can listen to me, right? right. So if somebody's a really good listener and maybe they reflect back really accurately, right? Like, yeah. oh, as a therapist, <laughs> that's, like, very therapisty. Oh, they're listening to what I'm saying. And either they stayed quiet or they demonstrated somehow that they were really listening and um, paraphrased back what I said to them. I feel like that's a really attractive quality in somebody that they're able to listen really well. I don't know if that those are some of the things that matter to people, but I would imagine that this is what happens in my brain is that what if a therapist goes on that show? They would be like probably really good at the pods. They can make yeah. anybody fall in love with them. <laughs> it's almost manipulative and they would have an unfair advantage. Yeah. I don't know. Like. Probably. Maybe. Maybe. They'd be maybe good at the emotional connection also, thing. Right? I think when you go in. Yes. Because you're, <laughs> you know how to do that. Right. All those listening skills. You, you know how to demonstrate to yeah. emotional connection. But at the same time, when you're just being yourself, you're probably all nervous. And freaking out that you're in the pod and what do you do and what if you make a wrong choice, right? Because uh, just speaking for myself, I know that a situation like that would make me anxious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'd just be overthinking everything, right? All interactions <laughs> suddenly. I'm also really, like when I'm watching it, I get really bad like secondhand embarrassment almost. Like yeah. when I'm watching people... Like, like flirt with each other. embarrassment? Yeah, yeah. Like, when I'm watching the people flirt with each other, 
they cannot flirt with their body language, right? They have to say things right. that are flirtatious. And I'm yeah. like, eh. Like, I get, yeah. like, all weird. And I'm like, I would not be able to do that. Like, yeah. how do you express that? Like, obviously, well, you would have to say that. I don't know. Like Did, that. You, did you notice that? Um, and have you watched the other seasons, by the way? Yes, I okay. have. Did you notice that as the seasons have gone on, they have found ways to... Uh, say they're attractive without saying they're attractive. Right. Did you notice that? Yes. So, like, I'm a Pilates instructor. (laughs) Yes. I I work out a lot. I'm always working out. Yes. Right? I'm a ballerina. Right. I heard that many times. Right. Or I'm really, really rich and I'm well-traveled. And, like, I get along with a lot of people. And, like, people gravitate toward me. I think the ballerina was like, I'm really bendy. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. And it's like, okay. (laughs) Like, we right. get it. Okay, okay, we get what you're trying to say. Um, so those are qualities that you'd probably think are like, oh, physically, those right. are things that I would gravitate toward in right. the real world. Right? Yeah, remember that, um, I think the guy last season that asked, um, could I put you on my shoulders? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> so yeah. that was his way of Can trying to find out someone's concert? weight or body right. shape, which is, I mean, it's a little bit. It's not subtle at all, by the way, but yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, true. Can we talk about the moment where they like see each other? Like they pick each other, they propose to each other, and they see each other. Yeah. And like, do you ever feel like you can kind of tell if they like each other, or don't like each other physically? Like, are there signs or signals that you feel like, oh, they don't like each other. Mm-mm. Like, that physically is not going to work out. Like. So, you're going to have to remind me if that happened this season. Because the, I think there was, a, I can't remember who now. Because, I again, I watched it right when it came out. But somebody was, um, there are the couples that, like, run to each other. Right, and seem mm-hmm. very excited and very like, oh my god, you know, when they go back to their separate rooms, they're all... They're like, yes, yeah. right? Like, score, yeah. right? And like, then there's uh-huh. the ones that are a little bit more hesitant, but I can't remember who was hesitant this season. I can't recall. Did that? Did you see that? I felt like um, Raven and SK, yeah. uh, specifically maybe like Raven was kind of like, like a little more hesitant mm-hmm. in her body language. I could it was maybe just like like the way that she like tensed her like face or like her lips and then like kinda didn't like kiss him on the lips and like hugged him instead right. and like was kinda like trying to stay away from looking at him in the eyes and like not giving direct eye contact, not like too much like face contact like I felt okay I don't think she's physically attracted to him and then as the season went on to the season finale they I guess disclosed that they hadn't been like sexually active until like after the wedding that didn't happen anyway right right so I was like oh interesting so maybe there wasn't like sexual chemistry anyway yeah I the whole season she did seem kind of a little and I don't know what it was right I don't know her background I don't know if for her I don't know I don't know the reasons why right but um she did seem there was more dis- physical distance always between her and SK 
Um, like aloof? Yeah, like aloof, aloof. I think she was uncomfortable. And I don't think he specifically was making her uncomfortable. I just think she was uncomfortable just overall, just herself. And I think it took her really getting to know the person. Yeah, so we don't know if it's like an issue of physical attraction is what you're saying. Or is it like her own personal like stuff that she was working through? Like I don't think he... Uh, SK was making her uncomfortable Mm -hmm. or at least not that I saw in the scenes right I didn't see anything and I was like oh this is why you know um I didn't see anything so I can only go off of I think it was just her um her needing to really maybe get to know him Mm -hmm. yeah I mean that was the only one I think maybe could have been a little bit like "Mm." And then, of course, like, Bartise and Nancy, where he explicitly was kind of like, I'm not sure if, like, the physical matched the uh, emotional or something like that. Which I think was kind of the point of the show, right? Right. Is the experiment to prove, like, does emotional, is emotional love or, like, um, intellectual, like, all the other stuff aside from the physical enough to carry you through yeah. And, like, develop a relationship. Yeah. So they were interesting. Um, they also had, like, cultural differences. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, but, yeah, he did um, a few times say something like, um, he's the kind of person that gets a lot of attention. Bartiz is the person that... He said, I get a lot of attention when I walk into rooms, right? True. And seemed to be implying that Nancy kind of wasn't at that level. Not that she was unattractive, but simply like he didn't, he didn't seem to think she was quite where he was at, mm-hmm. right? Which is like I don't think that's a real smart thing to say to that person that um, you just proposed to. Yeah, I don't know what's up with some of the dudes in this season, but just kind of speaking like they framed it as like honesty. Yeah. Right, but yeah. I'm like. Sometimes you don't say things just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right. Right? And actually, I was talking to my husband about this last night um, because we finished the season together. So we saw the last episode and then the um, season finale, like, reunion thing Mm -hmm. um, together. And I was like, what is up with these dudes? And he's like, I think they're just immature, is what he said. And I was like interesting what makes you say that and he's like they just don't want to shut up and i'm like yeah maybe that's what it is right like they don't know how to like control that impulse or urge to like just either brag about themselves or like say something inappropriate to the women right um or say things a certain way like in an eloquent way or with tact or yeah do you think that they just don't understand how that's coming across yeah, I don't think so. They think they're being, quote, honest. Yeah, like, oh, I'm just brutally honest. It's like, like no, I bro, personally you're being perceive that ass. as being kind of douchey. Yeah, <laughs> you're being a douche canoe. <laughs> no, for sure, right? Like, um, oh my God, my volume's going to get cut off with that because I'm like screaming into the microphone. No, for sure. Yeah, I agree. Like, some of it is like when the discussion between Bartice and Nancy happened, I think they were drinking is one thing Mm -hmm. when they were in the bed and they were talking to each other about how he's like, yeah, Raven is like a smoke show and like whatever. And I'm like, what the fuck 
Sorry, like, what the <laughs> fuck are you saying? Like, yeah. why would you deliberately right. cause a rupture, yeah. Gottman terms, in, like, a relationship like that, yeah. right? Like, why drive a wedge or, like, plant a seed of doubt in somebody's brain? Well, of course, because if you're hearing that, you know, it, it's definitely going to per- be perceived as criticism, as a threat, as... I am not as good as blank. Right. Right. He would rather be with this person, you know? And so it's not a smart thing to say. Like, there's no... Being honest is not supposed to just be hurtful. Mm -hmm. Right? I'm going to hurt your feelings. I'm being disguised as I'm being honest. Right. Now, I wonder how the conversation should have maybe gone where it would have been productively honest like where they could have had a conversation about like we're going through this process together there was a choice between two people and I finally saw what the other person looked like and I was having maybe some internal thoughts about it that I have to process with my therapist (laughs) the end shut your face right like don't you don't have to tell somebody you're every single thought what do you think i don't know no i i agree with i or like talk about it with your friends i'm just like yeah me but see the problem is that everyone on that show is telling everyone everything because when they socialize and they go off and they tell their partner what they said Mm. and then that person tells everyone else what they said bunch of chismosos yeah Yes, um, which of course, right, this is kind of why, why everyone watches the show, it creates drama, right? Right, right. But I don't think there's a good way to, I mean, I think you said it in a good way. I don't think there's any positive way to say that Raven's a smoke show, if that that's not your partner. <laughs> <laughs> there's no good way to say that. Um, mm-hmm. No. You probably just don't say that to your partner. And if at the end of the experience you feel... We are simply not compatible. See that. Like, we are not compatible. Or, you know, there's something missing, and this is why I've decided I don't think we should be married. Or, I don't know. But, you know, if you're from the beginning making that person doubt your feelings, you how is that relationship going to get better and grow? Right. Exactly. It's like you're creating rupture after rupture. In the beginning. In the beginning. So how's that there's nowhere to grow now or mm-hmm. there's gonna be a lot of barriers now Here well we and bartice was not the only one to do that with the um creating, with the physical attraction. creating ruptures as you say this is what i was waiting to talk about with you because when i was finally finishing watching the episodes i voice messaged you because i wasn't sure um what to make of cole and Zeneb. Yeah. Right? And I think this is what you're referring to right now. Mm-hmm. Is like kind of Cole's comments and like what Cole did and said during the show. So I know that he was a little bit younger. Yeah. And seemed to be a little bit less mature. What I like to call raw cookie dough. Right? Like just not put in the oven a little bit. He, he needs to be left in the oven a little bit longer maybe to bake. With life experience and Probably. Such. I mean, 
disclaimer, just call. No, I have difficulties with that. Why? Guy. Okay, tell me. Just, this is what I'm. Yeah, I'm trying to wrap my head around why you have such a. I don't a, know. Like, mm. I had a very strong reaction to Colm. Um, okay. He was f- for me. His mannerisms and his way of speech is very. It's like this, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Like very absolute. Okay. Very um, I guess very strong. Right, and I have a hard time with that because I don't believe anybody knows everything, including me, and so I try to leave um, room for discourse, right? right, or for questioning or for whatever. But he's just very like this, and then I don't know. I didn't, you know, I don't know. He, I had a hard time. <laughs> his personality was his personality. See, and like with Zanib, right? I found her to be a little bit annoying. So I had, like, not an equal reaction to her, but I found her to be a little bit problematic because I felt like she would, like, implode and not tell him specifically or explicitly what she needed in the moment or what was wrong. And it was like, what do you want him to do? Like, mind read? You know what I mean? Like, and then she would hold it, hold it, hold it. Mm -hmm. And then it would explode into, like, an argument later. And I think the thing I really did not appreciate was like at the very end in that final episode with the wedding where she was just like, and you single-handedly like shattered my self-confidence. And I'm like, I wait, like what? You know, like how does one person do that? You know what I mean? Like there's, there's a whole... Yeah. A whole series of life events that has to happen and lead up to so, that. So what you're saying is she didn't communicate enough for you. Like, she wasn't... Communicative. Yes. Like, she was just like, I'm gonna, like, bitch she about kind of certain held it things. All. Held it in, right? And then at the end was kind of like, this and this and this and this. Yes, and, this. and right. that, like, really pisses me off, like, when people do that. Yeah. Because it's like... But I think that same argument of raw cookie dough can be applied to her, though. Because to me, she is she becomes frustrated, but she doesn't know how to voice it, Mm -hmm. you know, until she explodes. But by then, it's like you've let so many things happen. Yeah. That it's not constructive, right? But I I know so many people who are like that, and, you know, probably I'm like that sometimes. I try not to. I've gotten a lot better at communication, obviously. Um, especially through this job, mm-hmm. um, you have to be, you have to get a lot better. But if yeah. I were a 20 year old me, I think I did that a lot. Yeah. Um, which is the same thing. Cause you're frustrated, but you kind of don't know how to express it. Or I remember sitting in classes and having like good points in my head, but like, how do I get them out? Right. So having the ability to articulate or to assert yourself and say I need this from you or please stop doing this the thing is though is that she would communicate but it was about like to me in my brain like things that were a little bit unimportant or right at the surface right so like at the end in the um, reunion episode they showed like this montage right of her like picking at him um like oh this bland white chicken, like you didn't season it. Do you remember that? Where <laughs> she's just like picking at him for like not picking up socks or whatever. Yeah. And I don't know if, of course, that's a snapshot, a very edited 
like yeah. portrayal of her, right? right? But I, if that's kind of like the thing that was important to her to pick at, like, yeah. where was the talk about like self confidence, or where was the talk about like, please don't tell me about my eating habits, or please don't say this, right? So when they showed the the thing about the cuties or the oranges at the very, 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 very end of the whole series, mm-hmm. right? Um, so the thing about the cuties that we're talking about here is where she, Zanab accuses Cole of like trying to control her eating habits yeah. um, and accuses him of like, I guess like fat shaming her, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I'm not sure if... I think language matters, right? And I'm not sure if she, like, inferred or assumed or jumped to the conclusion or there was, like, some emotional reasoning there, like, happening. I'm sure that he also is not careful with his words. Yeah. And, like... We also don't know her what her triggers are, right? And clearly, if she had a strong reaction to this, this may be a trigger. Or she may have had a, um, a lot of experience where people have commented on her weight. Right. Or parents, right? Uh, and I think we've talked about how, you know, sometimes parents will try to say something like, um, oh, you know, you, you should lose some weight or you should... And it's normally, it's not malicious, but as children, we only hear it like, I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. Right? And we perceive it in a certain... And sometimes it is malicious. You know, I don't know. But some, m- people, I think, most of the time are trying to... They have good intentions. Like your parents, they have normally, not always, but I would say most of the time they're trying to help you in some way. But I know, you know, um, if I heard that from my mom or something, I did not take it in in a good way at all. Mm -hmm. I was just like, oh my God, why is this person criticizing me? You know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we don't know if she had that. It might have been a big trigger for her. And I don't know. But I think he tried to really play it off as like, oh, I'm just commenting on this thing, you know. I think he tried to say it in a playful way, but the words were still there. Right. In my opinion. I think he said, like, you better save your appetite for, like, later on or something like that. Which is, like, still inappropriate. It's like, let her eat. Yeah. Oranges. And she wants a cutie. Let her eat a cutie. Yeah, it's a snack, and she can regulate her own food how she wants to, right? Yeah. No matter how big or small her appetite is, like shut your face. Like yeah. if she wants to eat yeah, a whole meal now, about... she can eat a whole meal later too. Yeah. Right. Like shut up. <laughs> um, but also I think like she at that moment could have said something, right? right? Like there instead of I think what she responded with in the moment was something like, oh well, I could tell you, but I'm not going to. Right. Like, she shut down. So instead of shutting down, it's like, no, spit it out. You know Just what I mean? Just say it. Yeah. Just say it. And so I think the problem with that, sorry, like, okay. you're like, you're talking, <laughs> face it that way. Um, or on Instagram Live right now, just so that you know, just for a few minutes, I should probably turn it off now. But anyways, um, yeah, I think that's the thing is that, you know, when, when you see couples like that and... You kind of hear the cliche about when couples fight about, like, socks or the towel on the floor or whatever it is. It's, like, it's never about the socks or the towel. Of course it's not. It's not really, no. It's always about a deeper issue. And so I think you could clearly see that with Cole and Zanab, right? And I I think it was for the best that they didn't. Oh, yeah. Like, you're like, oh, yeah. (laughs) 
you should have seen that like wait you do it again oh yeah oh yeah um, oh yeah like no we're glad that that didn't work well, out i guess no honestly i i i don't think he's ready and i'm not even sure she's ready but either way together i don't think it would have been a good a great outcome yeah just they had a lot of you know issues Mm-hmm. different personalities, different, um, a lot of different everything, you know. What about the couples that did end up getting married and saying yes to each other? Bye, Instagram. Remind me the name of the guy that said um, that he had had a long-term partner, and I don't know if that was his wife, but she had cheated on him. Oh, yes. Uh, Matt Bolton. With Colleen. So the ballerina and like the aerospace okay. guy or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, Matt and Colleen. So again, we're only seeing this snapshot, right? But there were a couple times where in this snapshot that we got, it seemed like um, Matt was just very jealous person and a mm-hmm. bit insecure, at least in what they showed us. Maybe he's not like that. And they really just picked the two moments where he was having a bad day. Um, but I was a little bit concerned about that because, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it seemed a little red flaggy to me. Oh, for sure. Like it got into, um, like possessive territory and like. Yeah, a bit of control issues. And he was very reactive. Yeah. The first time that that thing between. Cole and Colleen happened, right? Right. That whole blow up or whatever. Which again, Cole, maybe don't go up to people who are engaged to other people and tell them that they're super attractive or I, I don't know what he said to her. Like, in the real world, I would have approached you. Yeah. But she also said it back. But did she really? I mean... Was she just like uncomfortably didn't know what to say? I don't know. I'm not sure. Um... I would not know what to say. <laughs> like, I mean, what I do you think say? You're... Like you, because if you say no, like how rude? Like no, well, like why are you saying that? I don't know. Any reaction, and if you say yes, like oh thank you, then it's are you? Then you can be accused of you liked that compliment or you like him or I feel like there's no good response to that for her. Or maybe like, mm, okay. We're now engaged, though, so do you think that that's appropriate to say? Okay, that's a much better response. Yeah, that's a good response. Yeah. You would be good on that show. I would be. I'd be setting boundaries left and right. (laughs) Son, don't be coming up to me and trying to confuse me. But remember, they're casting like 24-year-olds. No, there was a 31-year-old, Nancy, right? She was 31 or something. I don't know. There are a couple of people in their 30s, but I'm 36. I'm like way past that, like prime or whatever. But I think... and she was like a speech therapist. So, see, again, I don't know oh. if they would put a therapist on the show. Because no. I think we're too quick. Quick to set boundaries. Yeah. The snapping, sorry. But, like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I think we would stop the drama. Uh, I, but if they get, like, a really unaware right. therapist. Who is also raw cookie dough. Personally, in their personal life. Well, but see, I feel like you and I have had time to think about this. But in the moment, (laughs) in the moment, like if it came out of nowhere, I'm just sitting there, right? I think I would be a little bit like, uh, 
that's kind of a weird thing to say, right? Like, or walk away, or you could walk away. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But I don't know. I yeah, that the safest thing would be to just say like we're both engaged to other people. That's the safest thing to say. We're both engaged to other people. Yeah, let's change the subject. That ship has sailed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um. Of course, in that moment, they may not know if they're going to stay together with their significant other. Do you think that's what he was trying to do? Kind of lay some kind of groundwork to date her later? Who? Um, oh, or, maybe. Maybe it was like a master like plan. Like expressing interest <laughs> so that... Maybe. Well, kind of like a plan B or something? I think in the pod, they were like kind of compatible because of the Cole and Colleen. Like I remember that their names matched. They were like matchy, matchy, cute. Yeah. And I think, yeah, maybe, maybe that was part of his like plan in his head Mm -hmm. or something. Yeah. But either way, um, Matt, was it Matt? Mm -hmm. Did not respond well to that. No, I don't think so. And I mean, I, I, I kind of get it, but at the same time, it was like a huge trigger. It was like, the response was very heightened. Yeah, it was. Very heightened response. Instead of just leaving it at, at like, maybe, hey, um, dude, that was inappropriate. Maybe don't talk to my fiance like that. The end. And I don't know, he kind of blew up a little bit. Yeah, and he was like, it's either this or that like it's over i think he tried to leave her two or three times right in the whole season yeah like i'm leaving yeah like his fight or flight kicked in his Mm -hmm. flight kicked in right like for sure he realized a little bit like that he was doing that because i think he talked to his friends about it Mm -hmm. towards the end yes i remember that Uh and i think they were kind of encouraging him which really goes to show like your support right it matters if your friends are encouraging your relationship, you know, not that we only do what our friends say, but, but our friends do become someone elite because when we talk it through, right, we're kind of processing it. Mm-hmm. Right. And they were kind of encouraging him like, you know, you can, you, you can be in this long-term relationship again. Don't be afraid because of what happened in the past. They were kind of encouraging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Exactly. Support systems are important. It just makes me also think of like his mom and like at the very end, the wedding episode, how she, she looked really worried. Well, at least they edited it that way. Like, yeah. follow your heart. Like, follow your heart. He's like, I love you, mom. I love you, mom. Bye. I love you. And she's like, follow your heart. Like 10 <laughs> times into his ear. I was like, damn lady, like you're really concerned. Like, I don't yeah. know if she wanted him to marry her. Like, at least that's what they made it look like. Yeah, I don't know. Um... You know, and the thing that kept popping up in my head was, like, they make marriage look so, so much like a huge, huge deal in somebody's life. It is, okay? Like, I get it. It is very much legal, though. It's, like, a very, like, legal, like, contractual thing. And, yes, you, in, in the traditional sense... You live with this person every day in a monogamous way. It's very, like, penguin-like, right? Like, you bring you a pebble and, like, you have a family with them and you live with them or whatever. And they're kind of like your roommate for life or whatever. Right. However, like, if the relationship is abusive or toxic in some way, like, you can leave the relationship. You know what I mean? Like, or if it was like, this was a bad call, like, you can get divorced. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or if you both just changed and in really like separate directions, 
right? If you yeah. don't change together, you don't evolve together, but right. more separate. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can decide, like, you know, we gave it a shot, we did our best, whatever, but we're right. going to go our separate ways. Mm-hmm. But I think especially, you know, again, thinking back, you know, it's a big deal when you're, you've never been married. I mean, it's, it's, I think it's very intimidating because, you know, even though, you know, divorce exists, it's just like a scary thing. And so your parents are like, oh my God, are you sure this is the person, this and that, right? That seemed to be what she was doing. Um, just follow your heart, right? Trying to tell him to just, you know, be sure about his decision, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe she said other things to him. I have no idea. But um, they, they were panicking a little bit. Also, also marriage, the way it stands legally and everything, right? Like the patriarchy created this thing. And like it really benefits men way more than women. So it's kind of like, I don't know what she was too worried about. I think I'd be worried, worried more for the woman in yeah. this case. The person who identifies as the woman in this case. But I mean, I don't know. But it also made me think of, when I was watching it, how we don't really celebrate other things. Yeah. Or other milestones in people's lives. People opening their own businesses, for example, or like... When somebody has a graduation from like a master's program or a PhD or for their bachelor's degree or right. like they get their real estate license or whatever yeah. it is. Like or we just... don't have a big giant party for that right, with a puffy right. dress. Like that would be cool. Like if I ever got my PhD, I would want a Cinderella dress <laughs> with makeup and shit. Like why not? Yeah. Celebrate however you want. Yeah. You know? Like that's a huge ass milestone. But like this, like... There aren't really any qualifications for this, <laughs> you know. Right, right. But this is like a billion dollar it's industry. Like, again, traditional milestones, right? Mm-hmm. We should celebrate more non-traditional milestones, mm-hmm. right? And make that more things to be celebrated than just that, right? Mm-hmm. Just made me think of that, and I was like, mm. yeah. So then, the, if this is one of the few big milestones you celebrate, then there is a lot of pressure on it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pressure on it, right? Yeah. Or a lot of perceived pressure by your friends, your family, yourself, society. Um, yeah, like, uh, you know, you don't, because nobody wants to be like Ross when he had that, when he kept saying, I've got those three failed marriages, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> he kept saying that, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you, you can turn it into this big deal in your head, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's, like, milestone versus accomplishment, right? right. So, like, is marriage an accomplishment? I, I mean, don't think so. Well, I know. Well, I don't Is I don't golf think so. a sport? <laughs> oh, God, here we go with the golf is sport. No, I don't think so. My husband thinks golf is a sport. I don't think so. But, so is um, marriage an accomplishment? No. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think it's a skill, but again, we could go into that all day. That'll um, be another episode. Yeah, that's a whole other That'll episode. be our second episode after this. We need to bring this. your husband in here for that podcast. Oh, it'll just be yelling back and forth. <laughs> um, yeah, he's an athletic trainer, so just in case you're wondering, what the heck, why? <laughs> were there any relationships that you thought were really good on this show? Like, really fairly healthy? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I just think the whole concept is really weird. See, um, see that required a, 
a visual aid there, that face you just made. Yeah, into a meme with, like, my neck tucked back to make, like, a triple neck. Yeah, like, no, um, I don't know, I think, like, Alexa and Brendan were okay. I think they had good compatibility. I think, um, they were both, like, laid back in their own ways. And I think they had a good sense of humor. I think a good sense of humor is really important in a long-term relationship. No oh, matter what sure. kind of relationship it is, whether it's a marriage relationship, a business partnership, a friendship, you have to have a good sense of humor. Yeah. Um, so I think that's important. I don't know if Colleen and Matt will make it. That didn't seem really good to me. <laughs> so I saw an update. Do you want to... From the oh. recap that I saw today um, about... Um, what were their names? Hold on a sec. Raven and, and SK. Did they they got back together, no? They yeah. did, yeah. Yeah. And then there was a couple oh god, and now I'm gonna be no help because I don't remember their Well at the re, you watched the reunion show. I did, yes. There was a couple that didn't live together. Yeah, it was Colleen and Matt. Colleen and Matt. Yeah. Okay. They they're not living together because of like rent or financial reasons or something. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that it's rent and financial reasons or do you think it's something like a something's going on or like something Ooh, bad they don't speculate. want to say <laughs> let's speculate um i mean there's no way for us to know no there isn't but do you do you think it is <laughs> i don't know that required a visual too huh I'm like <laughs> um i don't know i think you know what? The more I think about it, there could be something going on there. That's just my, like, personal view, not my, like, therapist view. But, like, yeah. I kind of want to believe them. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and be like, I get it. Like, rent's expensive and da- Dallas has a high cost of living. Because that's where they are, right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, they're in know. Dallas. Okay. Um. So that, that shit's expensive. Their leases and, like, she said something about roommates and screwing them over or something. And But yeah. most of the time they are together. See, here's what I'm thinking personally. Okay, tell me. Oh, I I'm just, so excited. No, I mean, it's, it's not that exciting. <laughs> oh. But I think that they realized it's kind of crazy the pace that the show goes at. Oh. That it's going so fast, right? You engaged, mm-hmm. you live together, then you have to decide if you're getting married and they, they got married, right? But they mm-hmm. don't know each other because they haven't actually really, truly dated yet. And I wonder if they were like, we're not going to move in together because we're going to date someone. Like, we don't want to skip all the fun stuff and just go straight to... So they're kind of like, I'm going to like pretend to date this person even though we're like technically married. Right. I wonder if they're still getting to know each other. Oh. And not in a way where they're like... Okay, well, I don't know. They don't. They don't feel like this was all terrible, but they're feeling like maybe they the need pressure. to get it. Yeah, they need to get to know each other a, a little bit more. Hmm. I don't know. That's my theory. That they're like, oh crap, this is going very fast. Hmm. Whiplash. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Interesting. I would have no idea what to speculate, but that's a good like hypothesis. So we shall see. What do you make of all the families that didn't come? I just felt a little bit sad for them. I felt sad for them. I don't understand that concept because I think, like, my family is very, like, ride or die. Like, even if I made a stupid decision, I think they would be like, well, we're here for you, pendeja. You know, like... (laughs) (laughs) Like... 
pues yeah. ya, ya hiciste un desmadre, like, we're here, you know, like... Yeah. They're still gonna comfort you, right? <laughs> if shit hits the fan. Unfortunately, that's just how we are. Yeah. I mean, as toxic slash dysfunctional that might seem, I don't know if that's because of it's our culture or whatever, but, mm-hmm. like, that's just... So well, yeah. I don't get it. I mean, um, I believe um, Nancy is Latina, right? Yeah. And her family was ready to... They were ready to throw down. Yeah, they were like, down. what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, damn. I was like, that mom's like mafiosa or some shit, dude. Like, for real. I thought, like... I don't think my family would throw down, but they would definitely, like, wish me away and talk really bad about that person. Yeah. And they would be like, fuck that guy. Yeah. Right? They'd be like, you don't I'm going to have to label this episode as explicit because I cuss too much. <laughs> Um, or beat myself out, I think. Anyways, but, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't understand them not showing up. Because what Fernie and I were talking about last night when we saw one of the final wedding episodes was kind of like, how is it that, for example, Zeneb doesn't have her parents because they're dead? Right. But Cole's parents decide not to show up just because, like, I don't agree with it. I think for them, I got the sense from Cole that his family was very religious and uh, we don't approve of this non-traditional marriage type thing. That's the feeling I got. I have no evidence really. That's yeah. just the vibe. No, yeah. I got the right? same vibe. Yeah. However, like in comparison, right, like that perspective, right? It's like this girl's parents are not alive and you're here being... Kind of sad. Like, my religion is getting in the way of, like, my relationships. Or, like, of showing up on an important date. Right. Whichever way it was going to go. Right. Right? Which is, it went bad for him. Yeah. It would have been nice for the mom and dad to have been there to support their son. Sure. For sure, yeah. Being attacked. (laughs) Or whatever it was that he perceived. Right? So, like, I don't know. Yeah, and Raven too, right? I think her family also didn't want to come or... Yeah, I don't know what the reasons were. I I don't either. But it would have been, I think, helpful. I mean, it was really nice that SK's mom kind of comforted her. Yeah, and came back and was like, I don't know what happened. See, that shows a very high emotional IQ. Yes, like to be able to see the other person's To be able to go, okay, my son couldn't marry you or didn't feel comfortable marrying you but you were a good person right right and yeah. we we still appreciate you and this and that which very good move especially if they did get back together but that showed a lot of like maturity in class yeah just because you're old doesn't mean you're mature yep emotionally and you can do that you can you can comfort somebody else like that you yeah. know it, it doesn't cost anything to be kind you know for sure that whole little last like minute was like worth a million dollars. So if you want to support Elisa and I, go to my Patreon. Because <laughs> those like few sentences were expensive. Just saying. Um. Anyway, I think that wraps up our episode for today on Love is Blind Season 3. We will rate and review other shows out loud on Through the Eyes of a Therapist. Don't forget to go to my new website www.clarityelpaso.com visit all my socials on tiktok crystal acosta through the eyes of a therapist um instagram 
at Through the Eyes of a Therapist and Facebook. Go get free downloads on ClaritiElPaso.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Elisa, for coming back. Thanks for having me, and uh, we'll see you soon. Bye.